0: Okay, guys, so the next thing I want to get into is really that ongoing fight between Xbox and PlayStation. Mm. So I've kind of titled this The Looming Threat of Xbox. (laughs) What's Sony's plan? So let's set the scene a little bit, okay? So clearly Game Pass casts a massive shadow over gaming, over PlayStation, mostly everything. But what are the numbers? So, the current state of play in terms of console sales, as of March 2022, we're talking about 18.76 million PS5 sold versus Xbox Series X and S, 12.81 million. Mm-hmm. So, I was I was kind of thinking, like, is 2022 the launch pad for more Xbox? <laughs> yeah? Possibly, right? I mean, because it's doing much better than it has in the previous generation. And maybe ever. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. Mm so you know what we're seeing is that from january to february in 2021 the ps5 actually sold over half million more units than the xbox series x mm. S. but january to february 2022 ps5 has sold 1.11 million units whereas the xbox series X and S has sold 1.02 million units so it's kind of converging it's getting closer
1: yeah, were those UK stats or was it like a global stats? I believe those are global actually. Mm. Yeah, the global <laughs>
2: stats. Global. <clears throat> the thing is there's, there's other factors as well, right? There's um supply chain constraints in terms of building the components. Also the fact that Xbox has a cheaper console with cheaper parts. Well, it'd be interesting to know how much of the, of the Xbox numbers are broken by the are made up of the Series S model, mm. which, which boosts the numbers. But, but even even stepping back from that, I, I think it's it's very interesting how Xbox have, have done pretty well in in terms of units sold, considering they haven't really had that many banging first party games come out. I think the back catalogue is is quite deep on Game Passes, which has probably helped and yeah and, and interesting to see how they'll do this year given about a couple of big games that have been pushed to 2023 but you know they've, they've done on the surface they've done, done pretty well compared to the previous generations and, and keeping up
0: correct and and really you might say that game pass is their big banging first party product <laughs> do they do they need those exclusives you know with a service like that but you know, it's interesting. It's, it's interesting information. I mean, Xbox Series X and S selling better than Xbox 360 in the same kind of like time window, and Xbox X and S has outsold PS Five in Japan for the first time in almost a decade. <laughs> and I think this happened. I think this mm-hmm. month. Yeah. But
2: what's the catalyst for that though? I because I, I, there's there's no Japanese game, so it has it to be supply. Be supply. supply. To be supplied. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but I mean potentially. The other assumption is that you know uh, Japanese gamers just want to play Japanese games mm. <laughs> but like uh that's that's not necessarily mm. you know the whole truth mm, right true, yeah. i'm I'm also guessing that um Japan like their their small compact products mm and i think the xbox you know series s kind of represents that
1: well yeah especially in comparison to the p s five yeah
0: the in the xbox mm. you know series x big units yeah mm what we can say now is that we know for sure PlayStation 5 is selling worse than the PS4 during the same time window but it started better and it's you know it, it's still close but it, you know the numbers don't lie it's doing it's doing worse and we actually don't have right now information regarding the split between Xbox Series X and S sales or PS5 disc or disc less i don't think that information is widely available at the moment Okay, and
2: just to be clear, these numbers are actual units sold to the customer versus shipped sell shipped to the yeah. retailer stores, and we know most of them sell out in retail stores anyway. Yeah, yeah.
0: they sell through. I don't, I don't actually think Sony kind of um, deliver numbers in any any other way. I don't think they've done that for a while. Mm. Still impressive numbers. Mm. Supply constraint or not, issues or not, but there's that looming threat of Xbox. They're very close, <laughs> breathing down Sony's neck.
2: <laughs> well, in in terms of uh, a long term play, I mean, if you think about, as you said, Game Pass being their main product, mm. you know, once you're on there, you're going to be hooked. So it's the same as having a Netflix, right? To to, to leave will be very very hard.
1: Oh, um, people are cancelling subscriptions.
0: They are. They are starting to now.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll get
0: into that. You know, I know this is leading. We'll get into that. You know, we we can say it certainly at the at the start of the year. You know, the outlook for xbox looking pretty good they're not a punch bag you know this generation no way what can we really kind of like say about the current gen yeah well really so far it's been about cross-gen plus services and really xbox has had kind of halo and forza release in the last year 2021 q4 both games cross-gen playstation had horizon in gran turismo in I think it was Q1 2022, again, cross-gen. We know supply issues persist, though it can be said that getting an Xbox is a little easier or has been a little easier. Game Pass has 25 million subscribers as of Jan 2022. PS Plus has 48 million subscribers as of December 2021, yeah? Mm. Now, Microsoft reports that Xbox had a record Q1 2022 in earnings.
1: What, in terms of Game Pass?
0: In terms of the Xbox business, Mm. Al. The Xbox business in its entirety. Mm. Whereas Sony's recording the second largest quarterly revenue for PlayStation during the holiday period, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 2021. That was $7.15 billion in that, I guess, the quarter. And that's basically higher than any other platform holder. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of said, "Ever, <laughs> yeah."
2: It's interesting how how PlayStation have kept the PS Plus brand in in terms of their Game Pass. They can say the numbers Correct. are high, because I, I I still don't think they're gonna they're gonna have the same translation of people to the higher tiers that which are closer to Game Pass, but nowhere near Game Pass because they don't have the first. Party or day one, but yeah, and it's not that hook of a day on day kind of. It, uh, it,
0: versus, yeah,
2: no, no, but it, it does actually reinforce what you're saying that you know Xbox is breathing down Sony's neck now. It really is,
0: and I just thought that we should give special consideration that you know there's about a hundred million Xbox Gold subscribers. How I don't know, <laughs> but those are the figures I, I've seen. Yeah, it's also worthy to note that PS4, Xbox One still being sold, and we're still in this cross-gen phase. You know, we haven't left it. And it'll probably go on for a little bit longer because of the, the issues that, you know, we're having.
2: So, a question on the, on the Xbox Gold subscribers. Is that mostly
1: console numbers, or does that have a bit of Unsure. PC as well?
0: I would have thought it had to have some PC in there, but I can't remember Xbox Gold for PC. Y-
1: yeah, I think you could probably... I think it had some level of Windows stuff on it. Uh, Xbox Gold, but that must yeah. predominantly be for the standard Xbox.
0: Could be, be people who have got some, you know, legacy Xbox consoles, and I guess with Game Pass also, uh, Xbox Gold comes with comes with the higher tier, you know, comes with Games Pass. So those numbers are factored in there as well. It's still a number. Right, That's okay. a big number.
2: It's a massive number. Uh, it's interesting because th- there's a new European regulation where you can't just uh, let customers persist on a, a subscription if they're not using it you have to give them a warning that you're going to cut them off within 30 days if they've not been active and then actually cut them off yeah. and, stop, and stop payments
0: intriguing uh, I, I don't know when, that, when that's well, coming to an effect it's in effect it's already soon, so. because yeah because xbox was oh is first, it okay yeah. they've already kind of remediated that and yeah. then playstation did it so that's already happened Right,
1: okay,
2: there you go. So these numbers are going to change then, aren't they? That's us see. So the playing field, <laughs> yeah, in- Indeed, but, uh, uh, you world. know, it's,
0: it's interesting. It is very interesting. And I, I will say, as a last point, let's not forget, currently, the Nintendo Switch is still the best-selling current-gen console. Don't forget that, you Xbox and PlayStation fanboys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, it's it's large well, it's, it's, it, it, it's really? whenever <laughs> it's
0: whenever Nintendo side decide to refresh their tech, <laughs> you know, it's like that's this is their current gen, you know what I mean, until they decide to basically uh, move over. Mm. So, with all that said, with kind of Xbox kind of really breathing down Sony's neck, you know how we want to consume games kind of really tra- changing and really kind of you know Xbox and Microsoft really changing the kind of like playing field. Sony have a plan because Xbox has one they've got one right so so far what's their plan well we've got a new version of PS Plus that will launch in June and it's being kind of rolled out across different regions In I think it's in the May region by region I don't think we're even gonna get it in the US or the UK first confusingly there are free membership options PS Plus Essential, which is current day PS Plus PS Plus Extra and PS Plus Premium and running down these things PS Plus Essential same as PS Plus current day so nothing much to kind of talk on there but you know, you you get your two free monthly game downloads and exclusive discounts, cloud saves and online multiplayer access PlayStation Plus Extra provides all the benefits of the essential tier and adds a catalogue of up to 400 games mostly on PS4 and PS5 and those games will rotate as well that's been basically announced so not really that much different from, from I would say uh, Game Pass so what they've announced so far is you know Death Stranding, God of War, Mortal Kombat 11, Returnal and the Spider-Man games and there's more actually They recently kind of updated PlayStation blog to list out, you know, many more games that that's going to be as part of the service, not the entire list, but I think they, they talked about between 50 to a hundred games. Yeah. They just outlined them. Now PS plus premium provides again, all the benefits of essential extra plus adds 340 additional games, including PS3 games via cloud streaming catalogue of classic games available in both streaming and download options for PlayStation, PS2 and PSP Cloud streaming access for PlayStation, PS2, PSP and PS4 games They've also said that PS Now has been, or I should say their streaming service has been expanded across more countries Which I found quite strange You can stream these games on PS4, PS5 and PC And there's also that time limited trials service that we've kind of talked about before so effectively customers can try before they buy and in two degree sony have almost mandated this it's for games that cost 34.99 and above and they've got to offer the trial within three months of release and you know back in the day this was discussed by kind of trip hawkins in and around ps now that gamers could you know try before they buy but back then there was significant pushback from creators and publishers.
2: So the interesting thing is, if they can create a mechanism where the game developers don't have to create a demo package, which is obviously more work, i.e. PlayStation has a timer and the the game gets deleted off the console... That's
0: exactly how it works. Yeah, okay, great. Developers Mm. don't have to do anything, apparently, but PlayStation does the work, Mm. and it's probably uh, a counter it's a two-hour counter from the time they start the game rather than from the time they download the game it's kind of like it's an interesting way i mean uh, they're really forcing the issue mm-hmm.
2: yeah i remember in destiny 2 like the, the first campaign had like uh <laughs> parts of the campaign that made you think it had fit the
1: persistent features
0: <laughs> of the game that didn't disappear
1: <laughs> mm. <laughs>
0: yeah i mean I, I mean all this could change really um sony they own the service they'll obviously collect the data they need to to say to say is it worth doing i, I just think on the face of it game trolls what we used to call game demos is you're pretty consumer friendly you know why not try before you buy
2: if it feels like sony shoe-horning a feature is justify the higher price Versus having an, anything really substantial. I don't
0: like the tiers myself, but you know we'll get into that. But yeah, I mean, I, I I do think having games trials at that tier seems a bit weird. If you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, it should be open to all of them, really.
0: Yeah, I kind of you know felt that was a that you should have played that a little bit differently. But again, the service can change. You know, it will be about competition at the end of the day. But as you said. It feels like some of these things should be open to all the tiers, but I just think they got one too many tiers.
1: Probably, yeah.
0: Three tiers, difficult to understand. What's the right?
1: What's the price difference?
2: Oh, it's very com- complicated.
0: But it, it's again, it's yeah, it's one too many tiers in in my view. Mm. It's whatever they feel they can get away with. You know, we'll have to watch this space and see what happens. But obviously, they've absolutely confirmed it won't offer. You know, day-on-date first-party games. However, in an interview, they're not really shutting the door on that. They just said, not now. Now, I don't ever think they will do an Xbox and say, every first-party game that we produce on Game Pass, mm. I still maintain they're not big enough as a company to absorb that sort of yeah, you know, cost. Yeah, it, it's
1: quite crazy to do that, especially when there's, when there's enough hype around certain games. They're not big mm. enough.
0: I mean, they're not they're not a trillion trillion dollar company like a, a Microsoft is.
2: I also, without going off on a tangent, I, I I don't think we've really seen the impact on game design off the back of Microsoft having Game Pass with their first party games on. I, I suspect they are going to lean towards more games as a service potentially. And with Sony with their first party single player games that have been very successful, it would break that model as well. So you know. I was a bit frustrated that PlayStation didn't add that, but I can also see how it would, it can impact game design. And then that's what, that's one thing I don't want. I, I don't, I want people, I want both yeah. companies to experiment and come up with new features and evolve game design, not not break it.
0: But if you imagine that the financials involved in a service like Game Pass, not necessarily a Game Pass or a service like it, could, could mean that you have to shorten games and provide less content because the bottom line tells you that it's just too damn expensive to make them all right like that and the only way i'm going to get my money back is to provide shorter more episodic content it
2: will be yeah no that, uh, exactly so, so for example let's just take um i think motorsport forza motorsport eight is the next one and you've got gran turismo i can ima- imagine them them bleeding <laughs> all of the cars released over multi years on Xbox to just to keep that <laughs> and they even bleed out all the tracks. I mean I mean I actually go
1: far they're gonna do it, right? Microtransactions, So have to. They'll have, that's...
0: Not even just that, Al. That that's gonna happen regardless, mm. right? Because you know, that model exists already, but it's like companies will start saying, I don't want to risk investing mm. all this money into this game. I have to basically release a a, a limited version of my vision cuz I can't spend that sort of money because the returns aren't there anymore.
1: Yeah, and and if it and if it can be and if it ends up being a flop, right? So you you know, why put why put yourself through all that risk?
0: There's a risk reward mm. all, of mm. it, all of it all just what's return on investment. You know, some gamers listening to is cuz "Shut shut the ever. <laughs> <out." laughs> you know, what I mean, but that's the reality, guys. That's the reality, right? <laughs> We're dealing with multi million multi-billion and in some cases multi-trillion companies here how do you think they got there they're not charities so you know this is this is this is the looming threat of maybe a service like this as well because for every good thing that's on netflix there's probably about five or ten horrible pieces of content
2: i would say 80 20 20 reasonably good stuff with and then that 20 5 is good as in a quarter (laughs) Um, and the rest is junk. And, and uh, I, I think it has the potential to have exciting, ex- more experimental game design in Xbox, right? Given their culture, I think they can promote that. And I think a game is fine if it's small, but as long as it's taking risks. If it's the same game as the previous one, they've just artificially stretched it out. I think all gamers will just will have right, you know, get very frustrated by that. What one point I wanted to make, right, is. Amongst all this transition to games subscription service, managing your studios effectively is absolutely critical. And we're right. gonna talk about that. Uh, okay, great, okay. Sony Sony's yeah yeah, Sony are much stronger than it's that. It's a isn't.
0: big fac factor actually, and we're seeing that right now. It's a big factor. Mm. Getting back to what Sony's plan is, that the fact that they've got I think, you know, one too many tiers, right? You know, we we talked on day and date, but really We still haven't got local PS3 emulation, but their room is now they're working on it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I heard that as well, yeah. It's actually quite interesting because I I, I do think, right, that whether we have local PS3 emulation or not, it's not for everybody. It's just for people like us who are in love with our games and like technology. It's not going to be for the masses.
2: But don't you think that that's the driving force between the tiers on, on, on Sony's t- current tiering system? And, and are people are going to subscribe to, to these services oh, are right. the hardcore gamers initially. So it is important.
0: <laughs> it's not because of the numbers necessarily, if you know what I mean. Because the numbers will mostly be on the right. PS Plus side, then the, the middle tier, and then obviously the real hardcore. The people who who like kind of ritual games and the history of games and whatnot and have had a long experience. That's where they all want to sit. But let, let's get back to the interesting part of this conversation which is like, there could be a local PS3 emulator. But what I heard recently, and I think it was on uh, Sacred Symbols, is that PS3 games employed really different techniques to get around the limitations of, let's say, you know, the cell processor. And we know that because it was probably difficult to kind of develop for the the GPU on the PS3 was actually comparably low powered. So they had to find a way to redress the balance, if you like. You know, a, as an example, th- there's one specific anti-aliasing technique called MSAA. And actually did that by distributing workload across all the uh, cells, cores or the SPUs. They did really kind of specific things like that, custom things like that. To get more out of the ps3 architecture so what they said that was quite interesting which made perfect sense to me is that the emulator has to work almost as many different emulators dealing with the different techniques that maybe kind of specific engines applied and that's one of the reasons why it's been so difficult to get an emulator out and you know there is a pc emulator out there right and, it, and it's uh it's doing a reasonable job The thing is with that emulator you need the highest tier of consumer PC to run it well right and people the way they basically tune that thing right is they actually have to switch off stuff like MSAA because it's so it's so kind of intensive so it definitely is a challenge the more I kind of hear about what's uh, having to be done it definitely is a challenge the techniques employed are very kind of like custom they also go against the against the grain of how we typically develop games now. Because <laughs> everything's on, on the GPU. It's not on the CPU. We don't do that sort of stuff on the Jesus. CPU. This is something to guess, to consider. But that's exciting, I think. If they got that up to the highest tier, I'd be excited mm. by that. But I'm, I'm a geek, so...
1: I'm just thinking it must have been hell for PS3 developers.
0: Yeah, but look at the results. <laughs> you know? It was hell, but I mean, look mm. at the results, yeah. Mm. The other thing that um I would call that is that the way that the backwards compatibility works right now is you can't really play your retro game collection from the disc you just can't on the ps5 one of the reasons you can't is is that you can't even read the disc so sorry, there's a hardware limitation there's a hardware yeah. limitation so you can't even do it but that was probably for anti-piracy reasons right they just didn't build it into the, the unit mm. and it was probably cost considerations
2: if they if their plan is to eventually have every single PS1, PS2, well, actually, in fact, I'll take that back, they're never going to have every game, are they? Because they won't have the licenses for every game. So that is a bit of a bummer, isn't it? Whereas e- e- Xbox own... Does, it, does Xbox own the license for every single yeah. game published? No, it's have the
1: same challenge, It's just right? that they okay, must so have been based on a, at least a, yeah, a Windows yeah. form factor before, so they probably were a little bit easier to backward compatible. I, I don't know if it no? is, L because they, they even have challenges with music licensing in-game.
2: Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's. that's I'm, I'm not talking about whether Microsoft are able to get every sort of game. I'm talking about whether they mm. have the licensing nope. to put it even on. And I, I think well, that's have
1: a new agreement with whoever um, whoever owns the rights to it.
0: All ex- all expensive stuff.
1: But if you, if you've
2: got if you've got the the Xbox disc, can you play on the Xbox? That, I believe you new... can. But ah, then again, that's not okay, yeah. every game.
0: Yeah, on the on the PlayStation, no, because physically you can't. Yeah, I mean, wh- I mean, what they should consider is, hell, we scan barcodes all of the time, right? Do something along those lines. Have it tied to your account once you do that, because obviously, you know, when PlayStation One was around, PlayStation Two, there was no kind of like, uh, you know, PSN, not not a good version <laughs> of it anyway. It's it's not it's not a real fix really, but it's a way to get around that and show, uh, show a little bit more kind of respect to your, you know to the consumers the other thing that I say is notable by its absence is PS Vita mm. I'm thinking they may save that for a for a future iteration because I hope they do it actually because there were some stellar things on PS Vita that but they can they can deliver it over time mm-hmm. so I, I do believe it will come and it should the PS Vita's challenge is it's like we talked about psvr it's the physical aspects of that hardware PS Vita had the, the back touchpad it had the touch screen <laughs> it had all these other controls right and that's where there's going to be a challenge and that's where i think they they skipped it you for skipped now it until they can find some that... solutions around this
2: mm. yeah question i had was all of the tiering on playstation uh, uh and all of the even the marketing on the Xbox side, around the back catalogue. catalogue. How long do you think people will be really interested in playing older games before the people go, well, wow, that's great. And then, then it becomes only, well, Xbox has the first
1: party. So then really, that's really
2: what I want. Because that's when Sony's going to have a problem.
1: Depends on if there's enough new content to keep people busy. If there's not enough new content. People go back to their back catalogue, their retro games, play a bit of that to keep themselves busy. Yeah, I, I, just, I just somewhere think that the people that did had nostalgia from
2: those games are much older and <laughs> have far less time, and they like the romantic idea of having access to it, <laughs> but will they really pay for it? And then will they really pay for it on a persistent period to actually have a subscription for a long period to warrant Sony and Xbox having mm. it, the the, the service that's where xbox shines because it's got the first parties day one going forward and i think what i'm basically saying is i think playstation will be forced into a corner where they're going to have to put the first parties on there as well
0: but not necessarily every first party game i don't know that will do that but look to get back to to your whole backwards compatibility question i think it's a two-tiered question because i think number one right there is a massive ritual scene at the moment people out there young and old who seem to want to play these retro games and there's obviously you know connected to that there's the the game preservation slot which is you know to my mind kind of building a little bit more traction these days i mean it's not massive you know compared to you know everybody that plays games but it, it exists the other thing is this whole backwards compatibility and with these this old content will technology one day get it to a point where it kind of looks okay on modern you know modern screens and modern technology it gives it an extra set of legs you know it, it doesn't really it does not really uh place or substitute let's say day on day first party games but there's definitely a kind of um kind of like group in the community who want this sort of thing it's just good pr if not anything else there are people out there who are restoring old consoles collecting <laughs> our console games they're building kind of emulation in with fpgas and hardware it's all real stuff and i'm seeing it more and more you know what i mean so i guess it's like people kind of like buying vintage clothes or something or wanting to dance to kind Mm. of seriously bad kind of 80s music they went through the whole (laughs) mini
1: series and you know so yeah it made good money yeah and and that nostalgia people still hold on to you know i've i bought uh what was it the uh Mass Effect Remaster. I've, I've touched it for maybe like an hour. <laughs> well, let me let me put it this way:
0: in a video streaming service, would you not expect to be able to watch old films?
1: Hmm. Yep. It may be in rotation. Maybe not all of them.
0: No, but you'd you'd want some, hmm. right? People kind of talk about you know the greatest films of all time. You know, like Star Wars, <laughs> Citizen Kane, uh, It's a Wonderful Life. You know what I mean? There's an expectation. It fills up. It fills
2: up the numbers as well, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and you can use all the all, all of the logos and stuff in marketing. So it's it's kind of the reality of how much people do play those retro games or actually watch those retro <laughs> films. Is, I think is much lower than people probably think.
0: Absolutely, I and I totally agree with you. the The power of saying you have it is disproportionate. To the actual use of that content, I think. Well, it's the
1: same as even just having games in your library mm. that we've not even played. <laughs> of course.
0: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, this and this. This is this is why I have said, you know, these sorts of game service may not be as valuable as or practically valuable as you think. Giving all this shade about kind of like um, PlayStation's new service and their tiers, the reality is there's good value here. Because ultimately, it gives you access, if the numbers are correct, to 740 games. And some of which obviously <laughs> rotate in and out. It does offer game uh, trials, which on the face of it, seem consumer friendly. Again, the new PS Plus service, it appears, it's kind what? of safe, isn't it? I mean, it's not, its not doesn't do anything that you wouldn't expect it to do,
1: almost. I'm still missing the price. Because I, I can't, if without the price, I can't tell you if it's good value.
0: The price is out. What I did, like, I kind of broke it down. So, um, how did I compare it? So, I said it would be better to compare Xbox Gold versus PS Plus Essential, or current-day PS Plus. Because mm-hmm. the reality, and I don't know why people are not saying this, that is the comparison. Mm. That is the like-for-like service, not PS Plus versus Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, We should compare Game Pass vs PS Plus Extra or PS plus premium. Hmm. That's that's the comparison. Let's go through the list. Yeah, let's go through the information. So Xbox Gold, six ninety nine a month. As much as I could see there was no yearly charging model. Well at least I couldn't find one. PS Plus Essential or the current day PS Plus is also six ninety nine. And it's effectively forty nine ninety nine for the year, which boils down to four pounds 20 per month when you basically do the math. So that gives you obviously multiplayer, two monthly free games, cloud saves, membership discounts. For PS Plus they give you one additional thing which is this uh, PS collection, these 20 games or so. A small curated game collection which is, you know, decent enough. Now when you start comparing let's say Xbox Game Pass, and let's compare it to PS Plus Extra. So obviously. All the same things as Xbox Gold and PS Plus Essential. But let's say every one of those services gives you 100 plus games. PS Plus Extra, they give you a kind of a boundary and they say 400, but it's 100 plus. Xbox Game Pass gives you game streaming. PS Plus Extra does not. You get EA Pass with Xbox Game Pass. And you get day on day new releases with Xbox Game Pass. Cloud-enabled browser play—that's Xbox. But I think it's more about streaming and playing games on a on a web browser, that sort of thing. Both no PC games. I would say Xbox Game Pass gives you some retro games. Both don't give you this games uh, trolls feature. But really, you know, with a hundred plus games, hundred games, you know, in many ways, kind of who cares? But you do get day on date with Game Pass as well. So that's kind of like one up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the cost is 799 for game pass 1099 PS plus extra. again, I couldn't see a, an annual charging model for game pass for PS plus extra that's about 83.99 or 6 pound 99 a month. In my mind, it feels like there's a, a, a definite well not quite definite there's a win here for game pass you know I think that's that's, that's clear to me. When we get to the the highest tier, you've got everything above. Uh, Xbox Game Pass has got hundred plus games, but for Xbox and plus PC, you'll get seven hundred and forty games for PS Plus Premium, PC gaming for the Game Pass Ultimate, retro gaming for both, and I would say game trials for uh, PS Plus Premium. And what are the costs? Ten pound ninety nine for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Thirteen forty nine for PS plus premium. Again, yearly or annual charging model, that's ninety nine ninety nine. That's about eight pound thirty three mm. per month. It's very comparable. Mm. I think the last tier is actually very, very comparable. And you might say the last tier in terms of cost is actually is closer to Xbox Game Pass than you might mm. think. Mm the comparable services. It's just how much do you want the day-in-day? Yeah. Yeah. How much do you want that? So, those are the numbers. That's the comparison. Now, so, again, does PlayStation have a plan? (laughs) Well, then, armchair CEO now speaks. So, obviously, there's more more than two things. There's a number of things, I think. Uh, uh, I think the new PS Plus has just got too many tiers. And, I'm also thinking, does... The standard ps plus essential should it even exist because why not update it and put a bit more pressure on xbox gold
1: hmm. or,
0: or game pass or whatever it may be and i just felt i just felt it should have been two tiers so you have your kind of standard playstation plus the same benefits as of today 6.99 per month but you get your monthly downloads your discounts, your cloud storage, your online multiplayer access, uh, which to my mind, these things shouldn't even be a thing anymore, if you know what I mean. Yeah, but give people a, a new PS collection, but extend it to a uh, hundred games <laughs> and rotate that in and out. And by all means, have retro games in there and have all those big hitters, those mm. legacy or older big hitters that you're talking about. Okay. And maybe for the for the premium tier have all of that but price at £11.99, let's say 640 additional games yeah um, ps3 games as per usual you know all of that sort of good stuff streaming if you really want that okay uh, time-limited game trials I've kind of left on this upper tier but to be honest you could have them on both tiers, have one locked at two hours and have another locked at between three to four hours or something, Hmm. if you know Hmm. what I mean. Yeah. To me, that would have been a, a more compelling offering (laughs) if you're not going to basically do day on day kind of releases and all that kind of stuff. But obviously they didn't do that. And I don't think it's bad. I just think it's, it just feels like a, almost a, a little bit of a missed opportunity or Sony are just, treading very very carefully, hearing mm. on a side of the caution, watching what happens, which is like what I think they've been doing lately so I mean
1: I've got some thoughts I don't know jave you you've got any specific thoughts on this one I personally am not going to subscribe mm. to this it's not strong enough for me, but you'd still need the basic tier not for the de- for, for things like destiny
2: that, that's not subscribing to anything new is it mm. and' that's, i've already I've already got that the the, the games in the first tier up the PlayStation Plus uh, mm. I'm, I'm happy to just buy them because they're quite they're reasonably cheap now. And then going to the tier above, there isn't enough to really sway me. I mean I like the idea of mm. those retro games. I just don't think I will play many of them. But that's that's its current state now. I, I do <laughs> think that they'll get forced into doing first party mm. eventually and then I then I would subscribe. Um but PlayStation have a lot of lot of regular mm-hmm. sales on a lot of those games. And as soon as those games are on well, this is an interesting thing. Those games that they have regular sales on, once they're on the the, the higher tiers of PlayStation Plus, will <gasps> they not have those sales? Probably <laughs> to put to push people towards it. But I, I, I just don't I agree uh what's on the points before. Too many tiers is confusing. I don't think they're strong enough for people to to subscribe to them, other than the hardest of hardcore. I feel I feel like it's going to flop a little bit, like PlayStation Now has. Um, but it won't. They will they, they cleverly kept the name the same, so that it won't look like a flop. So, but it will be a flop. And coming back to the ultimate question, which is, do they have a plan? They do have a plan, but it's it it it. it for me it's wrong <laughs> they, they, they are, what their plan is they're fundamentally going to lose because any company that starts from a, a we're ahead and we're going to try and preserve being ahead you will always fail eventually because all your decisions, decisions are going to be, a, a, to be around bolder.
0: protecting what you've it's already true. got I, it, does, it doesn't even involve day yeah. on date releases
2: where, where, where's the where where's the they bought Crunchyroll you get access to some of the content there or you get access to some some of the Sony movies or they've got they've invested in Evo and you get you know. Dare I say it? Some NFTs or some new avatar stickers to put on your profile, or you get special back access to some of the the interviews of some of the people. that think they'll
1: have one more contenders. I, 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 I don't know. It, it's,
2: just,
0: it's just weak. I just think that yeah. I, I just hope they got a wrong yes. it's Weak. It's I don't weak. need think they need more tiers, I just think they need to bolster. Some I don't of think these I don't
1: tears. think they have to. So I can, I, I think mm. I understand what they're trying to do here. Like, leaving PlayStation Plus alone, because they've got a huge number of people still on PlayStation 4, you know, just why would they offer anything extra in that, in that existing current place? There's, there's, no, there's no real reason for them to do that, unless they're really trying to grab back some kind of market, but I don't think they have to.
0: It's not grabbing back market, mm.
1: uh, Al. It's not losing it. But they have no, yeah, well, there's no other reason to offer more. You know, Xbox may be offering really, really good value from a Xbox Game Pass perspective, but as we've been saying, I think if they put the, the their kind of first party titles on there, that def- that's actually gonna be detrimental. They're gonna lose so many sales. Yeah. And it just feels like they can't afford to do that.
0: Yeah, I don't feel they need to necessarily offer let's say Day on day mm, first party mm. releases on there. I, I don't. I, I honestly think they they could actually get away with maybe offering one or two of those titles a mm. year, and that could be the offering. Plus these other levers that um, that Jay's talked mm. about that we you know, we talked about in the past because you know they're more than they're more than a games company. Yeah. only they've got a lot of different levers, but I just think this free tier configuration is a little bit confusing. Mm. They don't have to offer day in day in day releases, hmm. but it just doesn't feel that are like yeah. putting enough yeah. pressure uh, on their competition. And, and when if
1: I think They're about like, it, they probably don't need that middle tier. But I do think there's the beyond this premium tier because if you talk about all the stuff around Crunchyroll and other things that movies and we've we've been talking about it before, I think they have to charge more fundamentally. Essentially. <laughs> this feels like a it feels like a wet fart. <laughs> it's
2: just like it's just it's it's just it's. It's just a boring, boring step forward. Mm. It, it's it's just not, uh, and 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 that their hand is going to get forced. I mean, Microsoft have, have failed, <laughs> failed. I mean, I might be on purpose, but they've flocked on their first party party releases for this year. So Redfall and um, Starfield. But if you look at what games will plan to come out in 2023 mm. with those two big titles and and their game pass offering they are going to have every quarter one or two
1: at least one big bangers coming out yeah but i don't know it, it feels like it's a loss-making business i don't know what i don't know what they're actually doing with that and why does so need to compete in a loss-making business it just doesn't make any sense it won't
2: be like, it, it's not it won't be a loss-making business will it So Microsoft are also going for you buy one of those donkles to put into your TV Mm. and and more people have access to more
0: games. I I think they will have more of a push on the kind of the casual gamers as well. They will need those numbers. Yeah. Because they're not going to get those numbers through the hardcore. No, exactly. To to tell you that. What Microsoft need at the end of the day is a number of um, people who use the service on a regular basis to turn it from a lost deed business to something that's Profitable. Mm. That's a bit of a build up. It's not going to come because they've absorbed the kind of PlayStation Nation or the Nintendo <laughs> players. That's not going to happen. Mm. They need a bit more than that. I, I haven't
2: actually ever seen anything, someone running the numbers, that if you take an average of, let's say, five years, what's their attach rate of the actual games? If you took the cost of someone having a perpetual Game Pass license over five years, would they? roughly pay the same amount or would it slightly more <laughs> I, I suspect it's probably quite similar amount
0: it's probably similar
2: yeah and then but they're going from a, a wider audience with more channels of people getting access to it yeah this is where sony has a fail plan because yeah. they're not going to make any bold moves and
0: yeah i, th- I think that's Sony's problem they're, they're not being very bold about this yeah i mean this is jim ryan's basically uh playstation <laughs> right because you know, it's so weird. There's no, there's no big, brash announcements. I'll oh, just blog this. But I, but I think <laughs> we're also
1: in this. I think they may have taken the right strategy. Maybe out of luck, though. Current climate of the world.
0: It slowed things yeah. down. I think we we'll all agreed that, you know, pretty much they needed to do a little bit more. Wet thought? Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> do enough, really. Even if they crunched it down to two tiers, right? They could have bolstered what those tiers had offered. And it would have been a little bit more kind of valuable, if you know what I mean. And you know, PS Plus and what's it uh, Xbox Gold right now? They're kind of dead offerings because they're the kind of offerings you want people to move off.
2: I, I can imagine Xbox
0: get getting rid of Gold. They tried mm. to already. Okay. Yeah, they tried so to, let's... but upping the price, and and gamers basically threw up their hands. Now what I'm saying is, if they if they say right, it's all free at that at that at that level. They haven't done it yet because what they try to do was up the cost of the thing to try and drop the numbers down. This is why I was thinking that PlayStation and Sony should just bolster the regular PS Plus right now to put them under a bit of pressure. (laughs) In effect, this is our Xbox Gold and it looks closer to Xbox Game Pass than it does anything else.
2: Microsoft could squeeze Sony more if they drop the Gold, give it free and condense their
0: Game Pass <laughs> to one, that'll shove Sony money. They're not migrating anybody off that. They're trying to migrate them by decommissioning it. They're trying to make it a less desirable service. Oh, and all uh, of that sort of stuff. Right, like I see what you mean. Those
2: Xbox Gold are ones that are using older hardware, but are still paying.
1: Yeah, why, why would you yeah, offer it? Yeah. But that's that's why I said earlier. Yeah. Why would you change that? Why would you give them more? Why would you make it free? It just yeah. makes no sense. They're just milking anyone that's just still sticking on it.
2: Export gold won't even actually be on on the Microsoft website, so you can kind of discount that a little bit, can't you? Mm. But no one
1: in their right mind on is. a <laughs> <laughs> on, the, on a new. <laughs> well,
0: I know, but there's a hundred million people or players who are still on it. You has, know, has, for has some, it some style reason, reason, Still you know.
2: wants to get Xbox gold because they don't understand what game is. <laughs> <passes. laughs>
0: I think those were active users. Weirdly enough, you know, I'm blown away by that number. But I think the, the weird thing is like. I actually might subscribe to the upper tier. And the reason I might do that is quite simple. I looked at the list and I thought, well, I haven't got some of these titles. Mm. So it might be actually all right for me to subscribe for the year. You know, I'm I'm not in love with the service, but I kind of, you know, I'm looking at the (laughs) the numbers and I'm thinking, okay, that might be worth doing. But Jay, you're right in saying that, really, PlayStation have been really safe. Does PlayStation have a plan? Well, I hope they've got a road map because there's all these levers they could pull over time, and I hope they're thinking like this, right? Because, as you say, right, I'm not a believer that they they want necessarily to do everything day on day releases, but I think they can do some things. But if they don't do that, then there's all these like other levers you can you can pull.
2: Would you be happy if if, if their titles were one year old that they came to their top top tier PlayStation Plus?
0: Yeah, I think because these days, and again, it, it just depends on your circumstance, yeah? I've got hundreds of games that I've not played. <laughs> so, I'm the wrong person to ask if you know what I mean. Doesn't no retro games add to that then? Why, why yeah, do you want it? Yeah, of course, but it, it doesn't really matter. Retro game is a A, a collection. It's <laughs> Yeah, It's a you really want it. whole yeah. collection, yeah. though, isn't it? It's just for subscribing. The, the, the people that, that need to be asked are obviously the, the hardcore PlayStation fans, but e- equally, they seem to will buy anything that Sony kind of chuck their way. So, you know, it's, it's kind of like almost uh, Sony having to straddle this line. We know you'll pay, but equally. We know we basically don't offer this service, we might die. <laughs> it's just stuff like that. It's a, but I, I think that's where I see them basically just observing, waiting. That's what I feel they're going to be doing. But what what could their roadmap be? I mean, it's, it's going to be, we know first party releases, it's too big a source of revenue, but they could offer one or two, let's say, a year. But they haven't said they wouldn't do this for third party. They haven't said that. EA and Ubisoft. You know offer services of their own. EA Play. Ubisoft Plus. You know they could integrate that in the service. If they wanted. And I think they've done that with Ubisoft already. I think that's just come out. And Sony want this whole 10 plus live service games by 2026. (laughs) Think on this guys. If day on date new releases is not in Playstations and Sony's bag. Then, if they want to be sticky, and they want to kind of, let's say, develop services that are sticky, then what would you do? Yeah, how do you how do you coax somebody to basically giving you their money every month? Because I mean, that's what they want to do, right? I mean, all the all these companies that's what that's what they want to do. An
1: addictive free-to-play game.
0: <laughs> Thank you.
1: Yeah, so you can you can
0: see you can see some of the strategy formulating here. We can't basically offer you first-party day on date like, you know what we could do this other thing <laughs> i'm just thinking that comes in the in the thought process whether it's good bad or otherwise because they, they want to retain the model they have because that makes them so much money but how do we become sticky they can be sticky without the kind of investment that 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 microsoft are necessarily making because they can't afford to mm-hmm. do that they're not big enough i keep saying they're not big enough they're big but they're not not that big.
2: Can, can you quantify that? Because I, I, the the Microsoft are big enough to buy the game studios.
1: It, it, it's like it's like I would say there's enough funding for them to do this without worrying about the consequences. Whereas I think Sony do need to worry about those consequences. I don't think they could afford to just throw money at the problem right now to try and to try and build that that, that consumer base. They actually need to be making money off the back of it.
2: The narrative that you're saying is what a lot of people are saying, but I don't see the data that that supports it. So for example, if you're saying that Sony have a lead and they make X amount of revenue and they, would, they wouldn't they would make the same amount of revenue by mm. moving everything to day one on, on then, then that's fine, but that's the wrong way of looking at it. If you think about the competition is getting bigger and our position is going to get eroded over the next five years and everything is gonna go to a anyway, and we know that, then taking a five or 10 year, year horizon, we're gonna actually, we're not, we are know we're not gonna sustain our model, we're gonna lose it anyway. So we might as well just go head in heels now. <laughs> So that's what I'm saying. No one's you, actually shown the numbers two to five years, it makes sense what they're doing there for the right idea. But actually, five, ten, fifteen, but you, yeah, you can't. Really I think that's
1: the problem is that a lot of the things, the numbers are actually hidden behind the scenes.
0: All we can do at the moment as spectators is speculate. And the reality is, let's just say, worst case scenario, right, for Sony, how much is it to develop a game, one of the big AAA titles, 200 million? So I guess we got to say over the number of years, how many games pass, sub, games pass, whatever service subscription numbers would you need to cover that cost. Quite substantial still. And let's say they did it with every single first party game. And remember, the the
1: revenue will come, it will trickle in. be a small portion, minor yeah, portion it will trickle in all in. of that. Yeah,
0: yeah you're not going to get the big bang you would get in, say, the first three months of a sale. That's not gonna happen. It would trickle feed in potentially. So stuff like that's gotta be taken into account. It's it's absolutely true. If Sony weren't to do something or they weren't to try and establish a model where they could compete, they might be gone. It's that's that's the truth of the matter. But can they? Because either either way they just basically change the strategy and let's not say let's say if they did it overnight, hypothetically they'll be out of business. It's just how? How can they absorb that cost? I don't know if they can, and without seeing numbers, obviously no one really knows. No one really knows. For all we know, Game Pass is making a huge profit, <laughs> but I find that so difficult to believe. You know, like uh...
2: I, th- I think it's, I'm surprised no one's done it. You could take their Sony's yearly accounts, and you, they'll have their R&D mm. numbers in there and the revenue numbers in there, and you can you can make a, an estimate on the number of games they've have produced are going to produce and work out the rough costs, what they will need to recuperate on, on their actual games as a service equivalent, and then extrapolate that over a two, five, ten year time period. And I'll, I'll be surprised if if if, if they cut they, they can't actually make back the same numbers. And
0: it was seven point one five billion for the quarter, right?
2: Right, but what I'm saying is, even if they said, right, we can't do it at the same price. As Game Pass, but we can do day one for 15 99 with tiers of our first-party releases up to £20 a month. And well, let's go, let's go full tilt on on, on that. People might even pay. I just that, think right? Sony.
1: I think Sony knows. I think Sony. I think Sony has those numbers behind the scenes, which is why they're not doing it. I think they know hmm. how they've worked it out. Again, with the Xbox One and the Microsoft One, depending on if they've got a lot of money investment. To supplement all this, then your profit and loss, or if you re- if they really want to calculate it, I I think they would be making a loss. But you know, again, I'm theorising. Uh, you know, I don't have it.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're we're all theorising here. I mean, the other side to this is, what's it going to do to their share price? I mean, people do stupid stuff because <laughs> of their share price. I mean, and the reality is, maybe they just don't like that model. <laughs> That's the reality. It's like it's not our strategy.
2: Mm. Yeah yeah it's like, it's like a like a nintendo yeah. would like to. so we we, we mentioned at, at, at the top of the topic was that microsoft's credibility of hitting the ground running in this generation is starting to falter now and all of that goodwill is correct. going out the window correct given that yeah. they've delayed some of the first but i think part of the the equation for microsoft is that they, they probably don't think they think Microsoft might drop the ball in in managing their studios and releases, yeah. so
0: therefore let let them let them
2: fall, let them fall
0: yeah, and then maybe exactly. we can, we don't even
2: have to take anything up.
0: Basically, if they have a roadmap, then it gives them a bit more time to fulfil it. That's the other thing. It's just mm. like you know, the threat is lessened, and they could fulfil this ten plus live services. And as we said, right, if any of those are amazing, like you know, live service games, that's potentially two billion a year per game, right? So
2: Exactly. Uh, w- w- one last question I had was... Because I- I've been getting into fighting games recently... And I've noticed that the good ones... <laughs> especially for arc systems are only on PlayStation, right? And I don't know if that's a Japanese thing... But could you imagine a world where... The game studios that are left... Who rely on sales... Because everyone on Microsoft Game Pass gets used to... Oh, I'm only getting Game Pass. I'm not going to buy any third-party games. <laughs> and those people on those consoles stick to that. Therefore, all of those third-parties all shift towards playstation
0: that's interesting
2: actually <laughs> that, that that could impact this landscape quite a bit as well because sony sony has got we need to talk about a hardcore game especially right there
0: are still a few <laughs> niche games
2: that are only playstation yeah, only that's you know? not going to change in a while the behavior patterns in this this whole quick this whole topic is, is massive it's quite
0: interesting i i, I gotta admit i mean Let's close off the whole roadmap conversation and we'll get into the the rest of this. I think, to me, Sony are going to go down the kind of live service route because my own feeling about this live service route, it just allows them to continue on with what they're doing. And that's my sole reason for suggesting they want to do this. Hmm. They probably feel it will allow us to continue on with our AAA game model, but we'll make enough money. Ultimately, guys, it's not about really how they do it. They want billions rolling in, and however they do it is however they do it. I would also say this whole backwards compatibility thing. Come on, it's about bloody time we can play our PS3 games with native emulation. It's turning into a bit of a kind of like a joke, isn't it? Really, and you know, also putting a system where you, you know if you own the game, you don't have to buy it again.
1: Please, that would be quite
0: nice. Yeah. And you know, we know that PlayStation wouldn't be able, or 5 wouldn't be able to kind of play some of these um, older kind of games media, PS1, 2, kind of PSP, UMD, and Vita cards, obviously. But the other lever, Jay's also touched upon, and we've touched upon in the past, is Sony, you've got film, TV, and music services. They've got Crunchyroll and Funimation. They've got Sony Film and Music Content. They've got EVO in gaming tournaments in PlayStation Productions obviously has a universe of film and TV incoming they've got Last of Us with Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey from Game of Thrones they've got the Uncharted film has come out but now they're talking about turning that into a a franchise Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg Ghost of Tsushima they've got an action film directed by uh, the guy who did John Wick and they've got a twisted metal tv show with anthony mackie god of war seems to be in negotiations with prime video they got levers right but god knows if they're going to pull them or yeah. not you know and this is what they need to think about integration with psvr we talked about cross-media levers and you know what are Sony really going to do with vr not really sure yet but there's
2: something there they could have playstation vr games included because they're it's not the same sort of they do right like now
0: it. they do it I've got a whole bunch of PSVR games that that came free. Mm. The other thing that people are not really f- thinking about is... Well, they are, but they're thinking about it in terms of uh, why are these games going to PC, you know? Integration with PC and in, in mobile ecosystems is going to happen.
1: That's where <laughs> numbers are. Come on, yeah. seriously. I mean, that's why I was thinking, like, when you're saying about PlayStation, I was like, all, all of this stuff is coming to PC. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> They just got to go where the money is. Effectively, the PlayStation
0: might be the first platform, but it won't be the only platform. Yeah. So
2: I've got one last thing on the on this, right? Which is, is it the wrong thing to do to compare them? Is the question I'm asking? And the reason why I'm asking that is because fundamentally, I think the whole generation is realised. Let's forget competing with them.
1: Yeah.
0: Remember we said earlier earlier on, right? I in mean, the same if we, way if in we, we based on yeah. on traditional dimensions that we measure, the console walls, this mythical, weird console walls thing, right? Well, Sony, they've basically shown they're the kings of that model of doing business. There's a specific model. Microsoft have come out and they've said, I'm changing the rules of engagement. I sometimes don't even think they're on the same battlefield. Mm. Yeah, I don't think they are. I mean, yeah, I, th- I think I that's, what that's what we're what saying. We're so, saying yeah. And I, I would agree that I, I don't really know that they are. And ultimately, the, the longer this goes on for, I think really they'll they'll kind of start diverging. I, I I don't know it. You know, it feels that way to me. And I mean, sure, Sony will have a service, but I don't think they want to leave their model behind. If you know what I mean, I think they want to supplement it. Whereas Xbox seem to want to leave the old model behind. Well, got, I think they've got a little bit of no like, choices. Yeah, right? there, there is, there is, bottom. there is that. But look, for all of that said, for all the the looming threat of an, the Xbox and how they're going to they conquer gaming, right? The reality is recently as in the last week or two they've decided to trade places in terms of uh, let, let's say positive or negative press xbox decides to kind of really stifle its own momentum it may, maybe through no well through some fault of their own you know xbox drm issues resulting in an outage for four days or something when actually no one could play any games and <laughs> uh, i think online or offline Because the way that DRM worked, you know, on that particular platform. And then obviously we know that, you know, Starfield and Redfall have been delayed until the second half of 2023. And by the way, they they said second, well, not second half, the the first half of 2023. Correct myself. But they, they said half. They didn't say quarter. They were very explicit about that. And Sony, okay, new PlayStation Plus games, looked actually decent. There's some good games there. They decided to be a bit more consumer-friendly. and so said, if you bought a classic game in the past, you don't need to buy it again. And you don't even need to register to PS Plus to play them on PS4 or PS5. But we're talking about digital games here, okay? just to be clear. And actually, Ben Studios recently tweeted that Syphon Filter, which is an old PS1 game that they're bringing out as part of the service, they're building trophies for it, or they have built trophies for it.
2: Yeah, I heard that today, actually, that the PS or the back catalogue will have trophies
0: for a lot of those things. So Yeah, it, I mean, it doesn't particularly matter to me, but the fact that they're, they're doing that is actually something. How about the Xbox? The whole model of Game Pass being a place to play is kind of based upon good games and, to a degree, good first party games coming out on a regular basis. And I think, Jay, you mentioned it earlier, are Microsoft able to kind of manage these studios? Because, you know, so far, the outlook for this year doesn't look good for them. I'm sure there's other things to play on on the service, but it's like they were the big titles. I mean, that's that's the thing. It's a tough one, isn't it?
2: They're potentially going to have a show and have no release dates. for Yeah, I know. That's
0: an ugly look. But I mean, I'm not sure they're going to have no releases. But the thing is that the big titles, you know, the the things that, you know, people are thinking define Xbox now. it's, It's kind of done a runner until next year.
2: Yeah, I mean the the thing that they have is that as they're shedding their new skin, they need new IPs and new identity. They they can't afford to have the cyberpunk flop. So, and I'm okay with that to be honest. I mean, I'll, I'll let my Xbox sit there with not, not switching it on. Yeah, for another year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still think that no, that's it, the it, problem. Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? So, I I don't know. I, I it does feel they've got to do something about. I mean, because it's not the first time that people have kind of discussed whether you know Xbox are really good at managing their first-party <laughs> studios. I mean, this is not—I think this is the second or third time that this has come up. Well, I think
1: Starfield already had those problems before this, anyway. So yeah, yeah, potentially—that's
0: that's for sure.
2: COVID excuses as well. You know, like look, look, look at look at Halo. Yeah, but that's, that's not going great, guns, is it? No, that's what that's what, that's what I'm saying. It is. There's no, there's no COVID excuse for that. It's Phil Spencer and his team would have been playing the regular demos of the working product versus seeing PowerPoints so of this is how we're doing and, and, you know, massage the progress and it still flopped.
0: Yeah. So basically we have one company who has this um, high value game service where you get day on date releases for AAA games, but has no AAA games. <sighs> Then you have got another company who doesn't want yeah. to do day in date releases, who have an abundance of AAA games coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it it's is. So you know what that says, it. guys. <laughs> Consolidation.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's uh, Nintendo are never going to go to a uh, subscription model, are they? And if they can still be a competitor but not have the model, that like gives Sony and Windows so, kind of still play in the middle.
0: I think that's what, Sony what they're doing. Are going to end up doing. In my kind of humble opinion yeah
1: you're right about Nintendo we kind of talked about them
0: they're not really that interested I mean they're, they're
1: playing with other things and that's a completely separate no. topic but you know
0: yeah yeah and and the reality is it's like uh, whether they'll be forced to or not it just depends if people still want their content mm. and very much so people still want their content they've got this far without having
2: a, a a robust online service so game you know like a commercial game pass
0: get it no it's 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 not that is it is it good? I don't know enough about it, but it doesn't look good.
2: what, what I am trying to say is it, it, it's definitely not good. It's very minimal. But their games aren't really designed to leverage it. It's all sort of more yeah. single player games, their IP, right? So and and there's enough demand for that and, and, and it's still geared towards the younger gamers and that's not gonna go away and they have no competition yeah, in that exactly. space. Exactly, they have as
0: well. no real competition in the in the portable handheld space. They've got their niche and whether they want to extend beyond that that arena is largely down to their own ambition. You know, I think they're, they're probably do, doing extremely well in terms of profit. I mean, it, it can't be that expensive to, to manufacture a, a Switch now. It was legacy technology when it came out. But anyway, look, I think we've talked enough about, you know, Xbox versus PlayStation and the new services. I think it's really, you know, now time to you know, end this kind of part of the uh, podcast and move
1: on.